And we're back on the shivering break. How was that uh, last week's episode? How was that special treat? How about that last week, huh? That was something. That was something. Let us know down in the comments if you want to see those guests again. And we have an Instagram now and a TikTok. Shivering break. And a Discord and a Reddit. We're on all platforms. Please engage with us. We are dying to get a mailbag segment. So hopefully then we could start interacting with our fans. Our, I don't know, limited finite amount of fans. But we do it for those, for sure. And my, my mom watches. That, that counts for something. Right? That account for something, for sure. My mom sure. says I'm cool. She likes my outfits. <laughs> so what's the fit today, brother? Today's fit, well, it started with a pair of wallabies, traditional color. Wallabies, Lowe's. you know what I mean? Young Ghost Face Killer. Mm-hmm. Raekwon the Chef, let him cook. Yes, sir. Silk pants, everything. Let's go. 505 dad wash levi's yes sir i've been rocking these pretty consistently okay i mean last week i think you rocked the japanese cuff with the 505 correct shit then i'm doing the same right now (laughs) (laughs) and then i got the levi's um pearl button you know snap pearl button shirt are you a classy broad yeah i'm a classy whore there's only one way to do it and uh what else do i got on rocking the canadian tuxedo so yeah, I got the Canadian tuxedo, denim daddy, whatever you guys want to call me. Denim daddy, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I heard you have fans in Vancouver. We have fans in Vancouver, actually. Yeah, shout out to the Vancouver fans. I met you guys en- at Cabo. Engage, engage. Shout out to my boy Nino in Australia. Shout out to Nino in Australia. He's Filipino, right? He's Filipino. Let's go. <laughs> and then I have the, the Navy tour jacket on. Well, it's... You laid, had it on. Had it on. You know, I mean, one, once they're going to see the, the outlay of, like, the up and down shot, you weren't wearing it. So, I guess you can't really call it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, disregard that. <laughs> think about it. Imagine it. And then I had the... Um, you had the beanie on. Had the beanie on. Yeah. The the gnome. The nomenclatures. Okay. Oh, that's the brand. No, no. That's just, like, gnome core. Okay. When What's the were- brand of that beanie? That looks really nice. I like the texture of it and, like, the spottedness. Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. Hey, that's the key to success sometimes. Sometimes, you know. You know? It's like Forever 21. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the same lines of uh, I was wearing. I was wearing a Tiger Woods uh, hat, but our producer said it looks better without the hat. So got to go with the producer on that one. Rockin' a special edition Fred Perry Italian-made knit uh, cricket sweater. Classic, dark green, dark mid colors. Very wasp. Um, you'll see why I'm wearing like kind of like a tennis or what you call it, country club swag. I see you on that tennis chic. You know, I mean, we'll get to that later in the pod. Then rocking a nice Supreme Hanes tee classic by now. LA apparel, navy blue shorts, sweats, because you know what I mean? Motherfuckers be sweating all the time. Right above the knee. You know I mean, nothing short, nothing less, the right length. And uh, rocking the navy blue Haruki Nakamura, the Visbum, um, what would you call those? The shamans. Yeah. Shaman folk. Classic. Iconic. You know what Moccasins? I mean? I remember a couple, like what, 2012, 2014, when they were just like everywhere at one point. And I was too poor to have one, but now I do have one, and I wear them almost practically every day. You know what I mean? They're a vibe. I need to, I need to cop me a pair. Um, this is for bros. Sometimes you got to wear $1,000 shoes every day just to feel like... You're up. <laughs> Just so you know you're eating good. 
I love that shoe. What, what, what are your opinions on the, the Visvum Shaman Folk? Did I fucking love them? Are I they want, iconic or did they pass their moment? I want three pairs. I want the black, the brown, and the tan. I like them that oh, much. okay. Suede or pebble leather? Suede. Okay. Oh, suede. Suede. <laughs> I got the suede. You know what I mean? Because like, you know what's on. up. I do want some Visvum boots. Definitely some Visvum boots. Oh, by boots. the way, this is a pod that we support Visvum heavy. Yeah. Like, you guys I, remember to, uh, Taylor Gang or Die? Yeah. Visvum or Die. Visvum or Die. This is why we love um, John Mayer. He's a Visvum fucking junkie, just like us. I mean, if we had extra more funds, I'd probably, like, if I ever get rich, like, a quarter of that is going to Visvum, honestly. Do, do you mind, uh, before we get into this, telling them about the story of John Mayer and acronym and Visvum? I mean, the story goes, because in a weird way, um, John Mayer, I don't know the guy, Avi, but he does have an addictive personality. You know what I mean? I think he was on Hodinky, which is like a, a watch um, publication. Um, and then they do like, oh, talking watches where he talked to like celebrities or famous people about their watch collection. And like he pointed out on his like on the table, all the watches. He's like, this is all the drugs I didn't do. So that lets me know he does have an addictive personality. But it's not just watches. He's addicted to acronym by Errolson Hugh. He's also addicted to Visvum by Huruki Nakamura. And it comes to a point where he doesn't even look at the season's catalog. He has a, such a great rapport with the brand where, I don't know, the head stylist or the CD of those companies, they just send him all the packages from the new season. How fly would that be just like you show up to the crib and they have boxes there waiting for you like, oh, this is season, you know, Fall, winter. You don't even look. You just like, you got my address. You got you know my, my number. You got my, my credit card information. Punch it through. I'm not even going to look at it. I'm just, I love what you do. And you know what? I'm trying to get on that list. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get on a couple list. I'm also trying to get off a couple. Oh, <laughs> what? Okay. The blacklist? What are, you, what are you talking about here? I don't know. I'll be on whatever list you want me to be on. <laughs> trying to get these views up. Uh, I mean, in, uh, my experience, I'd rather be on the list and off. Exactly. It's much more of a smoother transaction. <laughs> I'd rather get the invitation than not get it at all. I don't know. We got to have like a photo somewhere of like... Hiroki. Uh, Hiroki and John Mayer. And Errolson, he was like G.O.D.s. You know what I mean? Satorial gods in our eyes. I want to eat Japanese barbecue with those three guys. Who's paying? Shit, I'll pay. <laughs> run up the tab. Run it up. Run it up. Run it up. But speaking of Japanese, Mastermind, Alpha Industries, how do yeah. you feel about it? <laughs> Another Mastermind talk about. I mean, Mastermind's Mastermind. I love it. They're great. Um, For the ones that don't know, Mastermind is it's a Japanese streetwear brand. Yeah, one of the stronger ones. You know, I, mean, I know Hiroki Fujiwara is not one of those. CDs or consultants for that brand, but I do know that like they have very solid, strong, avant-garde streetwear. You know what I mean? But what's up with the like a lot of collabs coming out from the Japanese like streetwear or fashion scene? I think because people are finally like understanding. Are they privy to this? I think they're getting privy to it now. Yeah, gatekeep it, gatekeep that I shit. I mean, as long I don't as know. Can. It's like at the end of the day, it's like oh, another Japanese brand working with an Americana brand, which it's always a dub in my eyes. And you know what? Can't do wrong, but I'm poor. I can't afford it. But if anyone wants to hit our 
<laughs> our Patreon hit or, my line uh, or the paywall. I'll uh, get me on that. Put your cash app up on the screen. You know. Yeah, I mean, look what it's a bomber jacket, but it's reasonably priced. Like the the Mastermind hoodies from their brand alone, they're probably about a thousand fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a fucking black hoodie with the skull and crossbones on the back. Don't tell bros that. He might die. Philistines. <sighs> Philistinian. Fucking Philistines in, in our way from, I don't know, having fun and being fun. <laughs> but the uh, the Alpha Industries Mastermind collab. Yeah. The bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. $545. Not bad. So I 50% mean, if you want to enter the Mastermind ecosystem, this is the way to do it. They also made a M65 or M85 jacket. Classic. Another America, Americana military inspired outerwear. And only $100 more. Not bad. I so, mean, too rich for my blood, but y'all that have the, that good taste and money, go get it. Or if you believe in Klarna or Afterpay, go do your thing. That I don't too. believe in it. But, I already got like know. three, four Klarnas up my ass, and one of them is Coachella, so talk to me after that. Yeah, the pod's <laughs> going to be at Coachella. We're going to be at the Sahara Let's, tent. Speaking of like Japanese collaboration, who's a, who is a god of collabs right now? It's not what who you think. Who is it? It is... Junior Watanabe on my <laughs> Junior Watanabe. I mean, Collab God. You know I me. Mean? He, you know, he is a uh, student, not a student, a graduate of uh, Ray Capo He used to work at uh, Comme des Garcons before he popped really? off and did his own brand. Yeah. I could see that just based off of the way his, his designs are. Now he graduated from his own brand to doing multiple brands. <laughs> so let me list off the name of some of the collabs Let's in go. this one season alone Carhartt, Dub, Adidas, yeah. Nike. Stussy, New Balance, North Face, Oakley, wow. Timberland, Palace, Brooks Brothers, Levi's, Classic, Alpha Industries, mm-hmm. Champion, and many more. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot on the plate. And that's like almost like one year? One season. One season. Wow. That was part of his recent what collection. What prompts someone to have, I don't know, upteenth amount of collaborations? Like that, like how do you have the mental bandwidth to handle all this stuff? All it's like it has to get repetitive at one point, right? I think like if he's putting out this collection and he was like, you know what, I'm gonna do a collab. Yeah. But instead of just doing one collab, because everyone's been doing collabs, yeah. I'm gonna hit up everybody for their best piece. So the Carhartt collab is a vest. It's like a tactical vest. So Carhartt, you know, they make good vests. Yeah. New Balance, he has them. Uh, they made a running shoe for him. One of the models they already have. I don't know the number, but I see what it's you like mean. Though, like shoe. he's going to these brands and he's going for their statement piece. They you know, exactly. like, hey, listen, the piece that resumps. Like, give me, give me that, and let me work around that. Like the North Face is an, it's a North Face puffer, like the one that we all know and love. Classic. The Oakley, it's a pair of frames or like an accessory. Timberland, it ain't a six inch wheat, but it's six inch and it's all black and you classic. know, Gore Tex. Brooks Brothers, I'm sure it's some sort of you know, suiting well, Brooks piece. Brooks Brothers is always classic, so yeah. it's classic, classic squared. Levi's, Japanese brand with Americana denim. Classic. You know, it's killing it. How do you, you think they're good or does he need the money? I, I think he's good, man. I don't think, I think he's doing it for sport now. Okay. I mean, good for him. He's probably getting the bag on this, no? 100%. Oh, fuck yeah, he's getting the bag on this thing. I mean, but what is it good? I don't know. It's like I, I have a hard time believing. I think anyone in their job have a, uh, you get thrown all these responsibilities for one quarter, and then now you're like eight xing that. I feel like I, I would. I don't know. This is just my thoughts or my opinion, but I think something like this 
was by design and orchestrated by himself or by a team. Oh, okay. not like we're I gonna put this mean. on your plate. I see what you mean. It had to be yeah, an idea yeah. where he's like, okay, I'm gonna make all these pieces. Might as well partner up with the best individuals for these statement pieces. Yeah. Levi's, denim, Nike, running shoes. You think he's trying to reiterate his name back into the mainstream media and being like, hey, listen, like, I'm still out here and I still make great work and I'm working with great material. I think so because typically Junior Wants and Hobby is definitely more fashion forward, avant-garde style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has pieces that will speak to the casual fashion base though. Right, like he's picking items that the casual fashion individual is like, Oh, I know that. That's like an easy reference for me to pick up on. This, these pieces are for the Philistines. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're bad. It just means these are them. individuals that don't want that sirloin. Exactly. I get it. They ain't ready for the Junior Wansanabe, you know, like house brand. So they want, you know, the that watered down. <laughs> but it's not bad, though. Is what I'm saying. It's like it's. I was, was going to say those like. Even a bad piece from Junior is a good piece for a lot of designers. Exactly. Right. I tell, think, tell Sheen that. <laughs> but I think like you go to his main line of Junior Watanabe, like it is very expensive, hyper luxury items, right? Like you got you're gonna spend a thousand dollars to on no logo T shirt. You know yeah. what I mean? Just on the craftsmanship. Shout out to Brost. But <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I think. This is a barrier for him to access a demographic that maybe he hasn't been have access to in a while, right? So it's like, hey, like, I still got good taste and come at a price where it's still expensive, but you come at a price where you can enter my ecosystem and understand my design language. And you know what I mean? You still have a good time and it's still going to show out and still going to hit. I think so. Listen, all I can say is in the future... You might see some of them collabs on me on the show. <laughs> oh, really? This is your calling card, Junior. Come on the pod or sponsor yeah. us, whatever. I'll come out to Japan. We'll come yeah, out. To we'll Japan. come to Japan. You know, we don't Yo, mind. The pod needs to go to Japan, hundred percent. Try to be in Shibuya. Let's make a bet with the consumer right now, or the audience. Like we're gonna do this pod in Shinjuku or Shibuya at one point. Shit, we might even do it in Mexico. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Exactly. <laughs> but who has been hitting the mainstream right now is Tiffany & Co. Tiffany & Co., an all-American brand that's been bought out by LVMH. They've been trying to make, let's be respectful, but a resurgence? A resurgence in the zeitgeist? I know, like, one of uh, Arnold's kids now is in charge of, like, you know, the accounting and the business part, but... A lot of movement going on in Tiffany and Co. Let's speak on that. They definitely, you know, they're pulling aces, I'd like to say. They're calling their their biggest players, their heaviest hitters, and giving them Tiffany jewelry to wear out in public and, you know, pretty much market it. Jay-Z, Beyonce, when I was in fucking Paris right next to the uh, the Louvre, there was a massive poster of them, or not poster, but like a billboard. Yeah, of both of them in like you know, evening wear tuxedo dress mm-hmm. and just high end fine you know Tiffany jewelry. Yeah, recently Pharrell for the past year has been wearing you know Tiffany. I would say glasses, but they're not glasses. They're called watchers, and they have pearls around them, and it's like a very cat eye frame. No, I mean for me, like, what sticks out the most is, excuse me, is the Haley Bieber collaboration 
or she's an ambassador or was an ambassador. Yes. Yeah, so, so to me, it was a clear sign, like, let me get the youth back in to so the fold. They've been, you know, leaning on people like that. Haley Bieber, Pharrell, Jay-Z, Beyonce. But what is sure happening, though? Like, what? Okay, you paid, you paid the bag on the marketing budget. What is the ROI, though? ROI is return on investment for you folks. I don't know. Honestly, I don't like the Tiffany Air Force One dunks. Shit's fucking whack. Quote I mean, me. I mean, beyond that, like, they spent all this money. Now they're leaning into the Nike collaboration, which everyone seems to talk about. Um, I think the the shoe is atrocious. Like, yeah, it's a, Air Force One, by the way, for the audience. It's a black shoe with a all-black suede shoe with the swoosh being in that Tiffany aquamarine color, turquoise color. And there's like a, a little metal clasp in the back near the Nike logo in the back heel part. And it's kind of like hidden. If you know, you know type of shit. I know like you're, you're trying to get, dig into that. But I really didn't like it. And I really think they didn't hit the mark. I really did it on a bad shoe. I mean, what's... You don't like it either, right? I'm not a fan of it. Fuck that okay. shoe. Why? It looks whack, bro. It looks fucking cheap. Like that is not it what Tiffany cheap. stands for. It looks cheap. It looks like something that a sous surgeon can do. And trust me, I like the sous surgeon. Like, he's cut out a little niche for himself in, on the custom market. But it's just so weak. I think they could have done more. And, you know, personally, I think it would have been good. Nikki Diamonds. Exactly. This is what I was talking about earlier when I was doing my the show notes and whatnot. It's like, if y'all don't know right now, back in the day, long, when I was still in the sneaker game heavy, when I was a fucking... In that life, Nikki Diamonds made a Nike SB called the Tiffany's, and it had the the Nikki the low cut Nike SB shoe, and it was paneled where it was like the off panels was like black but almost like crocodile print, and then like the main panel was like that that Tiffany aquamarine turquoise color, and the swoosh was like a, a reflective. Like silver leaf swoosh with black laces, and you know what? I think there was like almost a lawsuit that happened when Tiffany almost sued Nike because like they couldn't call it the Tiffany's, but in the street and out in the people, they call it oh, those are the Tiffany Dunks. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it was it's classic. You go right now to StockX, you're gonna pay like almost four to five grand for those shoes because those are iconic shoes. Just fucking Google. Tiffany Dunks. Tiffany, it's almost like even layman people not in the fashion or in the sneaker world, like, you know, Tiffany Dunks is like, oh, like, that's a grail shoe. Yeah, those are rare. That's hard to get. But this one, I think it's going to be all the people who aren't, fuck, we sound older, like hipsters, who aren't true to the culture or to the game, yeah. who are going to be like, oh, my God, I want Tiffany Air Force Ones. Yeah. And I don't know. I sound like that fucking guy. Not like everything was back in the, better back in the day, but I feel no, like the people wearing Tiffany. To me, like... At the end of the day, like, I'm a narrative guy. I'm a story guy. Like, how cool would it have been to involve Nikki Diamonds, him getting almost sued by the company and had to be like, mom, I, I can't call it Tiffany's, but everyone knows the inspiration for the shoe. Then use the same dunk or Nike SB dunk, like, format, and that's, like, a hot shoe right now. I don't like the Nike dunks right now, but, like, that's a shoe that people are accustomed to right now. And, like, have that story come full circle, be like, everything's all kosher. I get the reference. I get, like, that shoe added on to the, the lore of Tiffany. You know what I mean? It's like, that's earned media that they didn't have to pay for. I think Nike's great at storytelling. 
Yeah, they really are, but they really missed a mark on this one. Fuck yeah. Because, like, think of the Jordan, the the band Jordans. Yeah. How did they market that? How did they sell those? You couldn't even see it. Exactly. Right? Like, you had the, the, the commercial, it was blocked out in black. Like, you couldn't see the shoe because, like, the NBA was fucking around. So. You know what I mean? Like, because they didn't want uh, black soles on their fucking lights and camera. So, in conclusion, Tiffany Dunk, or Tiffany Air Force One. They missed the mark. They missed the mark in storytelling. They missed the mark in retelling. They missed the mark in just aesthetically. And then they 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 fucked it up. You know what I mean? Like that full circle moment. It would appease the layman. It would appease the sneakerheads. It would it would appease the diehard fashionistas. And I'm not a big fan of it. But I do know that Tiffany and Co is making a big push. And I see a lot of women, maybe males too. Rocking the bracelets and the necklace. You think? Like, what is up with Tiffany right now? Like, they're, they're pushing it. No pun intended, but are we returning to Tiffany's? Do you understand? Are we having that? breakfast there? <laughs> returning to have breakfast? Yeah. Um, the reason <laughs> I say is a lot of their pieces or charms originally had the logo of like a dog tag or a heart, and it said, Return to Tiffany's Fifth Avenue, you know, the address on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, but we all know. Girls, moms, that back in the day, that necklace and bracelet meant something. That whole Y2K thing. I think it goes along with the whole Y2K movement. Getting a little like, blue box. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like, I don't, is it making a comeback? And you collect those charms. And then no one else is going on. That's, I, I, I just forgot to write down, but it's the Fendi. The Fendi collab is going on right now, too. So you have the, they have the Nike collaboration. You got the Fendi collaboration with the baguette bag. I saw the baguette bag, well, a satin baguette bag, and it's like extra large. It's bigger. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It looks cheap. It looks tacky. It looks like Y2K, and that's what I think that whole era is about. Cheap tackiness that I don't, don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of. Listen, all they're missing is Juicy Couture sweatpants and a Von Dutch trucker hat. Have you seen the Fendi? I haven't seen the Fendi. Is it Tiffany? Yeah, Tiffany and Fendi have a collaboration. I haven't seen their collab. I'm very familiar with the baguette bag. Yeah. Don't fuck iconic. Up a, don't iconic. fuck up a good thing. Yeah, and just leave it be, dude. Bro, 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 bro. Like the baguette bag, you know how it's supposed to be a little slouchy. That's like the look. Mm-hmm. It's like it's medium to petite size clasp that you could customize. Slouchy, right? Iconic. I'm with it. But now, like the new Fendi and Tiffany collab, it's a baguette bag, extra large, structured, stiff satin aquamarine bag. I haven't even seen it, but that doesn't sound appeasing or appealing at all. I mean, I hear what people say. It's like that Miri shit in a way. It's like, it looks ugly, but it's a good, like, okay, I, I got to re- re- rescind that back. Because what, what they say about Miri is like, oh, shit is stupid, ugly. No one likes a Miri. That's in the clothes. But what do they always say? We see a Miri. Sales. Yeah, hey, at least he's rich. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like that's like in, in the fashionista world when they don't like you, but like they have to work with you because like you're good business. He's like, oh, his sales are good though. At least he, at least they made a lot of money. Be like, oh, beautiful. Like, no, they never say that about Mike Amir. They they always go, his sales are good. <laughs> what he net like three hundred million last year? That's great, but his product is shit. He had a great quarter. It's fucking derivative, right? And this is what's going on with the whole Tiffany and Fendi. It's fucking derivative. They're probably going to sell a shitload, honestly, because we live in this hype culture. And it's like, okay, we're looking at bags now as if they're better than gold on return because of fucking Birkin. 
Speaking of uh, bags. Right, so, I don't know. You think Tiffany is too many collabs? Are they trying too hard right now? Mm, I think they're just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. This one didn't fucking stick. Tiffany's, you know better. Go make fucking collabs with Patek Philippe. Yeah. Do the right thing. I mean, at the same time, too, um, you know the CD for Tiffany stepped down. The woman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I wonder if that's her way of saying, like, this is bullshit. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, is that, her, is that her act of protest? It's like, hey, listen, this is the direction I did not sign up for. And the bean counters are just like, this is what's going to make us money. I'm pretty sure they're going to make fucking a shit ton of money. Probably. But is it good for the brand? What if they're just diluting the brand? So you think it's not good for the brand? I don't know. We'll, see, we'll Let's see and find out. Oh, no. I feel really heated about this because Tiffany is an all-American brand. You know what I mean? Like, if someone said I bought a girl for her wedding or, or their, their fiancé uh, a Tiffany ring, it used to mean something. Yeah, you just said it right now. Tiffany's an all-American brand. It's currently being owned and operated by a French company. The offspring, a Nepo baby from Francis Arnaud. Do you think that this is their perception of what the American culture and consumer is? That's a good point. Because if this is what they think America is about and how America does business. This or, is what's like moving over the there. American consumer. Yeah. I don't want to say what America is about, but like... This is how collabs work. This is what the market says. This is what our demographic is purchasing. So they're just going to go, okay, well, America's over consumerism and they just want, you know, like overindulgence of everything. So let's give them that. Turn up the no- turn up the heat on the collab and just start pumping them out. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's like everyone has a bite of that streetwear model of release, but I don't think it's going to work for Tiffany because there's just american heritage brand i think they do something better than that i think so and we are back from our scheduled non-programmed tiffany and co sponsorship return to tiffany's please (laughs) so recently gq came out with their cover ads for the season because you know spring's coming up and uh, Derek jeter and alan iverson are on the cover how do you feel about that talking about practice (laughs) we talking about practice because we sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Is it practice being on the cover of GQ? That's that's great for Allen Iverson. Yes, it's been on the Zeitgeist in a minute. Well, doesn't his uh, the second half of his contract kick in soon? Right. Ain't he about to get money again? Yeah, might, as well, know, might as well put him on a press. How'd you know about that? You gets that? You you got that? You so that? Al- allegedly that he had like um some type of trust where like half of his funds that he iced out releases in like when he was like fifty or sixty, some shit like that, right? Yeah, like fifty five or something, like retirement age. You know I mean, so like homie ran through his first half of his money, got dusted. Now the the trust fund that he set up for himself is gonna release and he's gonna be fucking busting. I mean, that's oh. good. I guess he knows himself. He knew, like, hey, listen, I'm going to have a good time. Then I'm going to struggle, and then we're going to come back up real strong. He's like, I'm, I'm going to learn from my struggle. With inflation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but well, honestly, with Alan Iverson, when it comes to fashion, he pioneered, damn near pioneered in American sports, like fashion, self-expression through fashion for an athlete in America. Would you agree? 
100%. Who yeah. else do you know that was getting their hair braided by their mama on the fucking court? <laughs> no, he would like bring in like his hairstylist on the plane everywhere you went and pay him like three, four, five hundred dollars to get him braided up for new games and shit. I thought his mom braided his hair on the court. Did it? I don't know. Oh, the, like you know the know famous I mean? picture of him getting his hair braided on the I mean, court. There's famous photos of him. Just iconic. And he's like, these are photos. I think I don't know if Joseph Mannion did his photos. I think one year he went to Complex Con, remember that? And they were selling his photos, and they were really beautiful photos of like black and white photos of Alan Iverson, just key moments in his life. You know, um early two thousands, I think Stern was the commissioner from the NBA and to rebuke the communication and style and flair and just the swag of Alan Iverson, he's like you can't dress like that. Like, I guess this is like the G Unit era, early two thousands hip hop, and he's coming more with that more street look, tall tees, you know, silkies, sweats. You know what I mean? But not button downs, but the button down sweat. You know what I mean? With the athletic shoes, and he looked like a G. Yeah, like, I mean, as a kid, I I saw that. It's like I just love the the fuck you attitude. You know what I mean? It's like I do hip hop, I play ball, and it's the way he played. Don't forget maybe, about the ice. And the, the eyes, the president, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe I may be too Filipino, but, like, the handles with <laughs> Alan Arson was it, bro. Like, I grew up, I'm in L.A., I'm a Laker fan myself, right? Like, but, like, you had to respect Alan Arson, like, what he did to that point guard position and him being only six feet and playing, like, a giant. And, like, that one year, 2001, when the Lakers played him in the, the finals and he did that fucking step over over Tyrone Liu. You know what I mean? That, Tyrone Lue deserved the step over. But <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, as a kid, as a fan, like, I love Kobe, but like, you wanted to play like Allen Iverson. He just had that swag like, it's me against the world, and he's going to get that bucket. I mean, wait, do you remember that? He crossed over Jordan Yep. in his rookie season. I know you wanted them shifty handles. You know what I mean? A Filipino, that's all we got. That and the layups. <laughs> <laughs> Only playing point forever. But he, he was a point guard. I don't know. Like, this is really personal for me. Like, him having his flowers finally and with, even if it's, like, a GQ cover story, I think it's beautiful. Fuck yeah, dude. It's, it's about time they pay their respects and give their flowers to the person that kind of paved the way. Because now look at the NBA currently. Look at the rest of the athletes and the way they're dressing. Some of them fly, some of them not. Hashtag Cam Newton, your shit's whack. Um, <laughs> no, but you're right, though. Like, the NBA and the athlete and fashion go hand-in-hand. Hand. Like, there won't be no Russell Westbrook or LeBron James. Or any of the guys yeah. without Allen Iverson. Or just sports and mass. Like, look at Tom Brown. He outfits Barcelona, FC Barcelona. You know what I mean? That marriage of fashion as a statement, attitude, part of that athlete in their repertoire didn't exist really before Allen Iverson. What about uh, the Olympic team getting sponsored by Ralph? Yeah, but it wouldn't happen without him. Like, That's you know a, what I mean? You know and what I'm saying? Like, like, and funny enough, he was on the, like that the the Athens Games away in 2000, 2004, and you know what I mean. And after that, then Ralph took over. But anyway, we we digress. Like, but athletes can't really express themselves in the material fashion realm without this guy. You know what I mean? He set the precedent. And he took a lot of heat for it because Stern was not having that. He was like, essentially, you know, NBA is a very big corporate company, multi-billion dollar company. And he's like, we don't want that gangster, essentially, street look. We don't want that urban look. 
yeah, for lack of a better word, then we got them, you know, God bless Tim Duncan, a GOAT, one of the greatest players to play the, the five position. He's like, oh, this is the workplace. This is a corporate company. Essentially, you have to respect that, and we have to dress the part. So now you got motherfuckers wearing suits. Well, now they're getting a little wild again. You see James Harden? Yeah. Rocking Marnie and all that shit? Yeah, but I'm talking about like Tim Duncan at that era was like wearing suits when suits were fucking bummy. That was a go-to-court suit. Uh, that was that was like, you know, that's the era where, where what's it, Last Call, Kanye, his first album. What do you say? I don't listen to the suits behind a desk no more. You niggas wear suits because you can't dress no more. You, you guys can't wear suits because you can't dress no, no more. more. And that's Tim Duncan. He didn't know how to dress no more. He don't. He still don't know how to dress no more. Well, I mean, look at every NBA player's rookie suit, <laughs> bro. I was say Steve Harvey. Yo, 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 yo! Look at LeBron's suit and Carmelo when they got drafted. They got like five, ten buttons on their suit. Yeah. Homie has the tall T version of a suit. Like I rather them dress like Al. I bet you they want to dress like Allen Iverson, but they were scared. Like yo, I want the bag, which I don't blame them. That's, like, that's why their that's, suits look the way they did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hey, this is what white people like, so I'm just gonna throw that on and had my little like shake on it but you know like you have to respect that alan iverson was himself till the end yeah you know what i mean like, this is what i do shit he's I mean? still himself he never conformed <laughs> which that's that's why he's ai bro yeah the, the, well, the answer yes sir yes sir. amazing shoes amazing great line of shoes iconic people like to throw on iconic but he's an iconic guy iconic swag iconic shoes and you know what the kids need to know about alan iverson who else in the athlete world would you say is like that swag? That got that swag. Got that swag who? I mean, I like the daring and fearlessness, like I said before, like of Westbrook. You know what I mean? Um you saw that one photo of like Kyle Kuzma with the long ass sweater. It looks dummy. Now like motherfuckers are trying too hard. Yeah. It doesn't look like 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 I said, they're trying to have that iconic moment that like Alan Iverson had. It, no. Stop. Stop. Listen. It. I like how we always say listen, but Fucking, are they wearing the clothes, or is the clothes wearing them? What do you think? What What do y'all think? Yeah, because <laughs> I know what I think. Sometimes the motherfuckers, it's a fucking the clothes is wearing them. I mean, the only time I mean, LeBron's heavy into this, Dwayne Wade's into this, Myers into this, but like, the only time I appreciate LeBron was when he outfitted the Cleveland crew with all Tom Brown suits, same uniform. We love uniforms on this show. You know this. Listen to our fucking previous episodes. All gray, shrink-wrapped fucking Tom Brown suits. Amazing. That shit looks hard. Why do you think the soccer clubs or the football clubs? Uh, FC Barcelona, Tom Brown. Well, even besides them, how when they go up to their games, they're all wearing the same matching suit, yeah, same tie, crest on there. You know what I always respected was the English national team for the World Cup always come in fucking... Probably even better, honestly. Fucking Savile Row. Exactly. Suits with the fucking England crest. Turnbull and Asser. You know what I mean? And they're, they're not tacky. Like, they wouldn't have the usual red and white flag with the three lions. It, it would be the same color of their suit. So it's like monochrome. So it'd be black, it'd be navy blue, or it'd be like gray. And it's just like fucking Savile Row. <laughs> it's like the devil's in the details, darling. You know what I mean? But. I don't know. I'm, I'm like going on a tangent right now, but I remember Tom Brown had a, a shoot with Luca Sabat wearing the FC Barcelona outfit at Chateau Marmont. Hey, we'll be there. I mean, we crossed a point in fashion where like sometimes the outfitted crew looks way harder, and that's the real fashion show. Exactly. And Luca Sabat is doing that rendition of that 
of the actual utilitarian function of that suit into like a lifestyle edition in Chateau Marmont. I just love that juxtaposition. And for those of you that don't know what Chateau Marmont is, please look it up so you can get informed with us. I it's mean, it's the best place to hang out in LA. Best hotel, allegedly, best stories. Allegedly, hundred episode. If we're still around, we'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> but speaking of iconic, like Allen Iverson looks, Jerry Lorenzo. You know he's a big athlete, not a big athlete, but like he takes a lot from athletic fashion culture. Like his early seasons take a lot from '90s baseball, '90s uh, basketball. Like his shoe, first shoes were like '80s '90s basketball look, like the LA Gear um, Converse kind of like bootish shoe, athletic shoe. Same with like the you got the New Balance, the six fifties and the five fifties. Yeah, like kind of like that that form of that shoe, the shape of it. And then I remember like. When he was about to leave Nike, he did a lot of like renditions of the same shots, of the iconic shots of Allen Iverson. And you know what I mean? Like, his obviously, he had the Fear God ones from Nike. You know what I mean? Everything, like, for the fans, I know, like, Jerry Lorenzo had a collab deal with Nike. I know right now he's with Adidas, but I was just though. I partner here of these, these photos. Like, come on, look at these photos. Like, so there's one with him like getting his braids done, like Allen Iverson. One wearing his pants, where it's like it's all opened up except the last one. So there's air in the pants, wearing the answers. Well, what do they call it? The uh, the ripaway pants. The ripaway pants, wearing the headband with the braids, and he's you know taking answers from the media. This is my favorite shot personally. You know what I mean? Fucking practice, practice. Yo, in this photo. Allen Iverson's wearing a president and a Rockaway fucking cutoff. Like, that's childhood for me. Like, Rockaway, bro. And how much jewelry on? Enough to where, you know, your eyes are squinting a little bit. <laughs> when, when the light hits that diamond, it's like, damn. You know what I mean? But obviously, um, Allen Iverson was with Reebok. And at the moment, Jerry Lorenzo was with Nike. Nike. And um, he did these photos... It paid homage. And I, I loved it as a fan. I knew what he was doing. But seeing, like, it didn't really attack the zeitgeist. But how do you feel about his transition to Adidas, I guess, Jerry Lorenzo? Like, is he going to bring that same energy to uh, Adidas? I hope so. Yeah. Weren't they, weren't they going to give him his own line or his own brand? You have his own, like, sportswear at leisure line with Adidas. But it's so weird because. Adidas recently came out with a sports athleisure line, and Jenna Ortega, yep. you, fa- you a fan? She's cool. I haven't seen the new episode yet or the new show, but yeah. I know she's popping Wednesday, right now. Wednesday, yeah. Um, as a Hispanic, how do you feel? Big ups. Big ups to Jenna Ortega. Come on the pod. Big ups. But you think you're duffing Jerry Lorenzo? Like, he signed that deal with Adidas at 2020. It's 20. 23 top of 2023 and nothing has come to fruition why is that what if it's like uh one of the situations in in sports where they buy your contract and just keep you on the bench oh just have you on the roster so no one else can take you that's a very shrewd decision by adidas no i think so because like i guess not to get too deep into it but we all know kanye was with adidas and we all know the shit that 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 you know that happened with that 
Jerry Lorenzo was one of Kanye's boys. He's part of his team, or at one point was. I mean, so I wonder if they're... Jerry went on record, either was Twitter or Instagram. He pulled it because, you know, Kanye's a very controversial figure. He's like, Adidas ain't nothing without Ye. And he need to come back. You think they're reprimanding for that? I think so. Because if yeah. they paid him out, yeah, you, you got to follow the rules of the contract until yeah, yeah, yeah. this is done. Uh-huh. So well, in the in-between, in the meantime, you got to play ball. I don't know. I think... I think they gave him that slap on the wrist. Yeah, I think something needs nothing. Something has to come in. Like, how can you sign a contract and nothing is produced besides fucking photos of alleged things that happening, and nothing's going on almost in three years? That's wild, right? Yeah, and Adidas being Adidas, I'm sure they have a great legal counsel. They know how to structure their contracts. There's probably performance. Yeah, after a whole like yay situation, yeah. like there's probably performance clauses, and they're saying that if this doesn't happen by this date and time. They can pull the contract or pay you less, or it's a sliding scale of yeah, the amount yeah. of revenue share equities, I, however I, they want to structure. I don't it. know. Like I know, like a lot of brands don't want to put any like religious denomination, but you know, Jerry Lorenzo is a very religious person. He's a very Christian, yeah. Person, right? So they put fear of God, and Nike gave him the car blanche to use God, and I don't know if that has to play into it. And then you know, Ye is Christian, and he has pushing more of that that motion in there. Um, personally, I don't think they're gonna dead that contract. It's just three years, and you're just sitting on money that you nothing has been produced. No ROI going on. I don't know. I yeah. I think it's just uh, they're letting the contract ride out so they can yeah go on and bigger yeah. and better. I things. think they're just freezing him up essentially, and like after that, it's like. I mean, I mean, at that point, why not dump his ass then? If you're Adidas, why keep Jerry Lorenzo on the payroll? Right. Yeah, because, like, he know, like, he can move. Like, he can move numbers. You know what I mean? He knows how to make designs for the greater audience. I know everyone has an essential line. I don't agree with it. I fucking hate it. But that makes money. Mike and Mary, that makes money, at least. Like, it's trash, but it makes money. Like Armani Exchange. It makes money, right? Why don't Adidas want to make money? They're still a mega corporation. It's about the bottom line. And I don't know why they don't let this motherfucker produce. Let him cook. Let him cook. Hey, listen, like, there's a line of Vietnamese and Filipinos that will buy his shit. Like, they already bought all the fucking essentials. They already got down to their local fucking Tillys. They got the essentials and Sun, And let this guy move on to the Adidas phase and let him fucking do that shit. And do, do, there's a fan base that will follow him everywhere he goes. No one's buying the mainline? <laughs> I mean, like, we are, but, like, not, like, they, as in, like, 99% of people. <laughs> Don't let they fool you. I don't respect essentials. I'm. So, I don't know. That's a controversial statement. Fuck essentials. If you were essentials, that speaks on who you are. Hey, you probably have a great personality. It's a fucking clip right there. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, oh. but I. Speaking of, of like athletes in fashion, like it's always going to be some type of now gel because of like Allen Iverson, and Adidas. I think they're dropping the ball and not utilizing. Jerry Lorenzo to the best of his ability. But I did read up on a Hypebeast article and the, the influence of tennis and style of tennis. Can you speak on that? Tennis chic is back. Is it back or has it ever left? I don't know. You tell me. I feel like it really never left. It's more of like a subculture thing or like a... You got to know what's up to even like have the ideas of, okay, how do I dress for tennis? Or have, you know... 
have some sort of idea about it. Yeah. But classic, you can never go wrong with the Lacoste Polo. Yeah. I mean, Hypebeast came out with, like, looks of Bjorn Borg and Andre, especially Andre Agassi with Nike. Um, Stance, Stan Smith, come on. John McEnroe? John McEnroe and Rod Laver. Like, Rod Laver and Stan Smith, one of the best Adidas shoes all time. Would you agree? 100%. I own both pairs. Yeah. I mean. I even have the vintage Rod Laver's. It looks a little aged. No, it actually looks very, it's a very slim silhouette. And the body is mesh. The toe is leather. I had Rod Laver's when I was a kid. And, like, when I got it, when they were making it, it was still, like, a bulky shoe. So the, the vintage one, like the one that he actually played in, yeah, is a very narrow shoe, somewhat like a Samba. Yeah. And the Same body's... Same with the Stan Smith, too. Yeah. Like, like, when you get, like, the actual retro, like, retro-retro of that shit, it's very a narrow shoe. And, like, the, le- the leather is a little more, like, softer. You know? Yeah. So I like the... I have the vintage pair, and then I have a regular pair of the Rod Laver's. Oh, you um, a fan. So I got both, and then I have a couple Stan Smiths. My favorite is the... Uh, um, he, not human-made... I think human made. Yeah. Um, Stan Smith collab. It has a heart on the side. Yeah. And it says like dry alls or something. I don't know. But they're pretty fucking sick. Yeah. So this whole proliferation of going on like uh, tennis attire going on to more casual wear. I mean, I think it's been going on because you had the, the Fred Perry. This one makes sense. The Fred That's Perry it. cricket. We forgot sweater. to mention Fred Perry. He played tennis as well. Exactly. Lacoste. You know what I mean? Rene so. Lacoste. And then Nike came in, came in with more like a neon, the new type of athlete with Andre Agassi and that fake ass fucking the hair, uh, the hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it did well with uh, Rafa and um, what's his face? Nadal. Yeah, Nadal. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, Roger Federer with the famous logo, beautiful logo, the RF. You know what I mean? You know you had to get that back from Nike after you signed that Uniqlo deal. You have to, man. It's an iconic logo, but like. I think that new show on Netflix, Breaking Point, it's a basically kind of like F1 series, but for Breaking Point, not to like plug in that show, but people are obsessed with process and people are obsessed with athletes following those processes. So, uh, that's what makes them great and see them discipline, the routines. And part of their routine is your outfit. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's because tennis Follows a line of traditional and technical modern. Like, speak on the the Wimbledon tradition. The Wimbledon traditions of one, you got to wear all white. You can't wear sleeveless. Something preferably with the collar. Which, Wimbledon, I want to go to Wimbledon. Sponsor this pod. I'm exactly. fucking ready. I want to go to Wimbledon. It's like the, the Kentucky Derby of England. I want the Wimbledon Rolly. <laughs> What's that, bro? I don't know what that is. So who, Teach who, this, Philistine. <laughs> the winners of Wimbledon get a uh, a Rolex, and I believe it's a date just. The numbers have Wimbledon green outlining the uh, the Roman oh, numerals. sexy. Like, like this? Like Dartmouth green? Yep. Okay, get the fuck out of here. And hey, is, am, am I Wimbledon ready? You're Wimbledon ready right now, bro. <laughs> am I Wimbledon ready? You, know? you got the right fit on. <laughs> you just need the white shorts. Let me get some retro Stan Smith. Let's go. Or some Rod Laver's. I'm I'm such a bougie motherfucker. I'm like I'm gonna get the stance mints from Raf. <laughs> hey, please don't touch my Raf. Sir. Oh man, but yeah. So that's the watch they get when they win. Yeah, and you can purchase it now as well. But it comes with the Jubilee band, so it's a little sport. So you can sport that shit. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Prada Sport. Um, <laughs> oh, the was it like the Tierra Rosa whatever line? 
Oh, uh, Lena Rosa. Lena Rosa. Yo, yeah, I, yeah. I got some homies. If you see this, y'all are the Lena Rosa boys. You guys are <laughs> ripped out of Prada. I fuck with y'all heavy. You know who you are. The nameless. I think back going back on like why is tennis having this moment where it's reaching the end mass mainstream? It's because it's it's an outfit that you could jump into very easily. It's, it's polo, low, it's shorts, it's sporty shoes with socks. Low barrier to entry. Yeah. And as soon as the weather gets appropriate, you could wear that shit out to the beach. I mean, we live in brunch. Southern California, specifically in Los Angeles, and you can wear that all year round. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%, and, man. Like, there's nothing sexier than being, like, in a tennis bracelet <laughs> and a tennis necklace and wearing tennis gear going in your, you know, whatever luxury truck you're wearing at that moment. You know? Like, that's a that's a L.A. In team. A, in a defender i know i just like yeah like in an upscale la lifestyle you go to a country club like beverly hills tennis club you wear your tennis bracelet by the way that's like a all link fucking square cut diamond necklace or bracelet that's unbreakable you come with some shit like this that shit's sexy i don't know about y'all <laughs> so is, is the tennis bracelet is it van cleef's is it cartier and harry Bul- winston bulgari you know what i mean but no on Tiffany, Tiffany? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like there is something, obviously tennis is a country club sport and you know what? It's aspirational. Do Nepo babies play tennis? Just for the fucking grand baby. I mean, I went to the uh, same, we went to the same Pablo tour and what was on the one of the merch? Uh, it was Kimberly Kardashian. Playing tennis. You just you don't play tennis, but you know what? There's something about sexy about tennis. Like it's so dynamic and you can wear these like tight, skimpy clothes if you're a girl or even a guy. And it's just like it, it exudes wealth and youth. Anna Kornikova, Maria Sharapova. You know what I mean? Anna Kornikova was terrible at tennis, but great at other things. <laughs> Didn't Enrique Iglesias date that? I mean you Hispanic, you know the you know the chapters of that relationship. <laughs> He's a lover, you know. You know he's part Filipino. Ask your boy. Is he shifty? We're we're hey, we're both involved in that. <laughs> Does he like AI as well? Probably. Yeah, is he a Kobe know, fan? Tonight I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I don't know. Like I'm, I'm tennis is great, and then you can pull a lot of cool references from tennis. Fuck yeah! I love the tennis sweater you have on. I have you one as well. I mean? I what, stained what, it. what do we say is like, yo, let's, I love working out in the polo. You know what I do want to work out in though? What? Shout out, fuck Pesarico. Shout out, Brunello Succellini. <laughs> cashmere sweatsuit when I work out. You feel me? You smell me? That is wealth. For the audience out there, I'm going to paint him a picture. Brunello Succinelli said, I only work out in my own cashmere Italian merino sweats. Exactly. And if you know anything about Brunello Succinelli, those are like, a thousand dollar sweats, thousand so, dollar like cashmere. So typically, you wear a pair of pants and you wear a sweatshirt. Thousand on the legs, thousand on the wrist. You know, you, you know do the I mean. math. You do, math. you do the math. Shit. But because he says like, yo, high quality merino sweats doesn't make you hot. It exudes sweat. I'm like, I never experienced that, but I'm all in. He also said that like cheap shit makes him itch. So yeah. like, I don't want to itch. Make it soft. Yeah. Don't tell out the bros. Hey, bros, we're going to buy like, you a pair of sweats. He's like, that's not sweats. efficient. That's not efficient. You just wore a t-shirt and shorts. I'm like, but he's Italian, so how does he feel about that? Real talk, since we're on a fashion podcast, I do want to 
um, get the Kirkland. Who called you right out? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not him. Someone else. Oh shit! Yeah, the OG. I got LASIK oh. too. I fucked up. <laughs> um, Y3 Kirk- rip off the cuffs. Oh yeah, dude, my pops is notorious for that. Buy sweats and cut some. But the Kirkland hoodie. Yeah. You know Kirkland made a hoodie with the logo on there? What? I'm trying to buy that. What? Gray one, black one, just to wear it, you know? Gets that? Wear, yeah, but you know, hard cut. Hello, and we are back from the extended Adidas collab. <laughs> that Patek Philippe sponsor. <laughs> that Sir Law. <laughs> Yo, where are we going tonight? I think we're going to Lubbish tonight, Bar Lubbish. Um, Lubbish. We got a friend that recently just got broken up with. And she needs to find some demons to haunt. We're about to find her a new man you tonight. Know, like some people, when they get broken up with, they let the demons haunt them. It's like, no, she wants to haunt the demons. She's going to take souls. There's nothing better than female toxicity. I'm all in on that. We relish in it. I love it. I want female toxicity to come on our pod and speak on it. Listen, you know all you toxic females that live for yourself and live that best life, hit us up. Not like that. This is our calling card. And we're going to get you on this podcast and give you a platform. You talk, we I listen. We ain't shit. You guys are the ones. You know what I mean? Hey, you saw the last pod. Y'all like that. I know y'all did. We want more. <laughs> so, but we're back on that Adidas collab. Um, speaking on the Stan Smiths, everyone knows that's an iconic shoe. I mean, back in the day, if you couldn't afford the CP's Common Projects, the blind, um, the low Achilles, everyone's rocking the Stan Smith. Exactly. You know what I mean, and I know what I think is going to be the new Stan Smith. What? The low Jordan twos. I feel you on those. I've been seeing a lot of them, and I've been seeing collabs. A Union. lot of uh, Union, um, off Virgil, Virgil, and now they have another collab with the the pink one that's coming out for like Valentine's. Like who's the Who's the partner on that? I don't know. I don't. I know it's for Valentine. I know we're okay. doing a really bad job on that. I think I can look it up right now as we no, no, as no. we speak. But what what do you think makes the Air Jordan two lows? By the way, historically was a shoe that no one liked. That shoe almost dropped Jordan away from Nike. By the way, after the Jordan twos, um, who I met to Nike and said, "You don't make me a fucking better shoe. I'm out." And who did they hire? Fucking Tinker Hatfield. And after that, it was a Jordan 3, and y'all know that's the rest is history. But honestly, it's Jordan 2 is a historic shoe because it's the first time that we saw an athletic shoe be melded with a luxury format because they actually made the original shoe line in Italy. Really? Tumbled leather and lizard skin from Italy. Yo, that's the original line. So if y'all want- have the original one from the 80s, that's an art piece. I kind of want to buy a pair of Deadstock Jordan 2s. From the 80s? Shit. How many bands you got? Enough. They call me Band Man. <laughs> rubber Band Man. <laughs> Until that rubber band snaps. No, but like, I had uh, a pair of the QF quarterfinals Air Jordan 2s. I sold those you for You had the highs, right? Uh, the regular one. Yeah. Okay. But, and I was like, it was okay. I just got because like, I love the story. I love the history. I thought like, it was kind of like an underrated shoot, but I never would... Be like, oh, this is shoot that like it's an investment piece. Like sneakerheads don't give a fuck. But I've been seeing a lot of the Air Jordan two lows, and it looks as very much like it's not like the Stan Smiths or CPs where it's like it's a blank canvas shoe, and that's what you relish on. It's just like over time and the patina and the history that you build with it and the memories. 
but it is very much a clean line. I think what kills people is like that top part where it swooshes up and then it straps back. If they cut that out and it's just now it's just a straight, clean, streamlined shoe and very simple paneling. Low key reminds me of a fucking nurse's shoe. In a bad or good way? In a bad way. In a but, bad way. But now that I'm like buying the hype around it. So you like the hype or do you like the shoe? I kind of like the story more. This is why you have to sell your why, people. <laughs> Tiffany's. What is your why? No, but I I like it. I mean, there's a, a lot of clean paneling on the shoe, and I think you're giving a second life to a shoe that really didn't get any life in the first place. It literally brought down, almost brought down a Jordan brand. That's the story in itself. Like, I feel like the more I fuck with the more I look at it and take it in, I start to agree with it more. It did, I think but they it's look not great like in shorts. The cuff. They look great on jeans, especially as stacks. Like, they will look great with skinny jeans, but, you know, skinny jeans are fucking dead. That's our first fucking episode. Tune into that. But they look great on, like, straight leg jeans, and they stack well. I mean, I really think it could be... Throw on a pair of South Pole jeans? I, I feel like you're not on this vision right now. I'm going to pull them up on my screen so I can get some reference. Look at Stan Smith's slows right now. Hey, everyone, you have a phone, you have a laptop, look at Stan Not Stan. Well, look up the Stan Smith and compare it to Jordan 2 Lowe's. And I think like it could be the new Stan Smith. And but I think what Nike is trying to do is get all their big hitters and big wigs to get on the Jordan 2, re-up on that, put the fucking whip on it, and then now they're come with a general release after and sell like regular colored shoes, and that's gonna replace the hype behind like whatever panda dunk. You know what I mean? Like it's a simple panel shoe that you can replace colors on, like Nike ID-ish. And I think Nike is going down the right road and making this shoe a more streamlined, silhouette, casual line shoe. You know what? The low is better than the high, in 100%. my opinion. 100%. I agree on that. I'm on that. I'm on that. But as far as like the low, could you wear it? I could rock it. I could pull it off. Yeah, like, right? Like, it's, it's a pretty, like... It kind of reminds me of the Puma. Okay. The new, the new shoe so? they have how out. How so? How so? Just same silhouette. Got the suede on there, the lining, the colorway. Um... I can't think of the Puma model. Like, that would look great with jeans. With some khakis on, with some jeans. And cropped. You know, yeah. Look great with crop and obviously with shorts. It looks great. Cargo pants. So, you know, I'm, I'm Listen, coming more around. You're hearing this first on the Shivering Break pod. If the Jordan 2 lows pop off and become a thing, damn, damn it, you heard it here first. And if you don't know, now you know. You, know, you think I got legs? That's all I want to know. You got legs. Because, like, I think so. I always I say so. this. Are you very, you put it on the right people, it'll run. Well, that's why we have a, a big collapse. With the union and like uh, the off-whites. It's like, well, I think Martin, I don't know if Martin Rose did one, but like, no, I think I think she did the shocks. But like yeah. another famous black designer did their riff on it and it looked good. It looked really good. And then a lot of people are taking their takes on it. I think, you know, you know when it'll be, it'll have that seal, not that. They give it a seal of approval, but it'll hit that mark. Unless you know, like, hey, I fuck with this. I'm a person When Henderski makes their own leather version of the two, it's official. It's official. Can you see Allen Iverson wearing this? I could. Yo, Henderski with the with the twos. Let's go. Getting his hair braided. No, I I think, I think that's gonna be a shoe of 2023. I said it. I could see that. Yeah. You know what? You heard it first. My guy right here. You have to co-sign it. I could be on this railroad by myself. 
I'm co-signing it because... Is it a season or is it a year thing for you? I think it'll be a year thing for me because it'll take a while for the masses to jump on it. But like the dunks, like the 550s and everything else, they fucking fucked up. Right on, yeah. Um, but New Balance is killing it. Yo, Shohei Otani, New Balance athlete now. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't even know that. I think it's really like that 570s. I just really focus on like the lifestyle and the skate portion of it. Which I, I love it though because like Japanese people and New Balance, they love that shit. Yeah, well, I'm looking at the Air Jordan 2 low cherry wood right now, specific colorway. And the, I, I said the word skate in my head, and I see a skate shoe now. I could see. Yeah, what, I, I what, could what, see. what makes you see a skate shoe, though? Like, I don't see it. How do you see it? So, well, the viewers aren't looking at this, but I guess we can overlay it. Yeah. Um, in editing, the puffiness right here, the thickness of the body of it, and the roundness it, of the toe. It could take the um, trauma it could of take, landing. Yeah, it could take the trauma of landing, and it could also take the beating of the grip tape. So it has a durability? I think it has a durability the grip factor. Essentially, it's like sandpaper. Yeah, it's just hard sandpaper that's going to fuck up your shoes. Yeah. Which is why a lot of the skaters actually wear um, Jordan Adidas, 1s back in the day. Jordan 1s. So yeah. leather, leather sneakers because they grip nicely to the the grip tape. Or the half cabs. Or suede shoes, which is a half cab, or yeah. an Adidas Gazelle. Yeah. And New Balance nowadays, too. A lot of New Balances as well. Yeah. Specifically, there's New Balances that have, like, they have their own skate line, so they target those, but... Yeah. I mean, okay, I, I knowing you, the audience doesn't know, but you have a big skating background. You've been skating for a lot majority of your life. And um I don't this is a question that gets a lot of skaters like fucked up. Nike's input in skate culture. What do you think? I fuck with it. Was it better or for worse? Because a lot of people's like you're impeding on what we do. I think I, I'm behind it. I'm sure you heard this rhetoric before, right? On, I'm, I'm not going to bullshit anybody. No, I haven't heard of it, uh, but I understand where you're going with it because, you know, because a lot of people like Nike. It's like a like, sellout. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's it's, a, and they're being throwing big contracts like Memor P Rod and Eric Costin, Nigel, Nigel. You know what I mean? And it's just like they what, what big, have they done for the culture, dude? One of the biggest, highest selling shoes in volume, uh, Stefan Janowski's. Everybody has a fucking pair yeah. of Janowski's. Even How many golfers. people do we golf? Even with? golfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the Janowski golf shoes and skaters and golfing. We're, we're gonna do a whole another pod on on that. But like, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll finish you guys off here with some good skate shit. You know what I mean? So we're gonna finish here on the skate stuff. And my boy here's a skater, so I'm more of a student. He's more of like the master at this moment. But why do you think? Like to me, as an outsider, skating has always been cool. Like it goes through ebbs and flows of the the mainstream and end mass to be on like the skate culture skate attire skate skater clothing i mean we see with uh, lucien we did that thing with, with virgil and louis vuitton made that skating shoe like to me it's like oh you louis vuitton up an osiris shoe or Edney's. exactly you know I mean? and um but to me skating is always a subculture like it's never like I, it goes up and down like i said like it's the mainstream but it always stays as a subculture to me and in a way like it being a subculture it's always kind of cool what makes skating that forever perennial youth culture subculture? A couple things. I think from the outside looking in, it has that cool factor of fuck you, I do what I want. Anti-establishment. Anti-establishment, individuality of where there are, there's a list of tricks that you can do, but every single person does them a different way. Yeah. It has their own style on how they skate. There's like, I'm sure over the, course of us like hanging out you've seen whatever skate videos i put on 
and like back in the day, just to reference the early on Supreme people um, in the nineties or the DGK or the early late nineties, early two thousands kind of hip hop skating vibe. Zoo York, Zoo York vibe. All their skating was super, very loose and it wasn't aggressive. It was more technical and it had a very laid back chill vibe to it. It's like, fuck, how do you make those tricks look so easy and effortlessly? And then fast forward to nowadays where the skaters are wearing the Dickies work pants, Carhartt pants, you know, hoodies with the Carhartt vest and, and Converse on. Specifically nowadays they have a, a suede Converse that was made by a guy named Milton Martinez. And that guy is one of the most aggressive skaters. Bombing hills, taking terrains that you probably shouldn't take, just fucked up ass, you know, streets. And going down there, no pun intended, but he's thrashing it. Yeah, and I, mean, I mean, speaking on that, there's a whole culture. I mean, I went to school up in the Bay Area. And I just know, oh, being yeah? up there, San Francisco is like the Mecca. Like what basketball, New York and what basketball is, like, like basketball Mecca. When you go to San Francisco, that's skating Mecca. You go to the Embarcadero and like people travel the whole world to go there and skate Embarcaderos. Can you can like speak on that and like the whole swag and like Bay Area, what it means to skate culture? Dude, I have to give those people, I tip my hat to them specifically. Bombing hills, bro. Because if you don't know San Francisco, or at least if you've seen it online. The terrain is insane. There's so many hills. It's super, super hilly city. So these guys, just when you first learn how to skate, they're learning how to go down these hills. And they're not and, just and going up it, too. up it as well. And w- when they go up, they're holding on to cars, and the cars are towing them up yeah. half the time without the car even knowing. And so they're having to learn how to go down these hills, up these hills. On top of that, they're not just cruising it with a longboard. They're using regular skateboards, and they're doing tricks down these hills. But these guys are rocking cargo pants they're rocking supreme they're rocking stussy so durability is very much in factor like 100%. it's swag but functionality is definitely in the forefront i think it's well whether they know it or not it's function first because all the clothes they're using is super durable and they want it to last through all the all the spills they take all the times they crash yeah but they're also going to make it look fly because mm-hmm. the big baggy pants recently that came from the skaters. Yeah. They brought it back from wearing the D, the Dickies, you know, work and Usually pants. they cuff it up a little shorter because they, they want to get in the way of, what, of their skating. Exactly. They'll cuff it up, and, you know, that kind of transitions into regular day-to-day life. But the amount of shoes that these guys wear, whether it's Jordan 1s, Adidas, Nikes, New Balances, or even the individual skate brands that we've seen them wear. Yeah. It's just fly. It's a vibe. Can you see, like, the low Jordan 2, like, creeping in into the whole... Oh, 100%. I could see that shoe coming in. I don't think everybody will start rocking it that way, but the people that know what's up will put it in the rotation, and then we'll see it on Instagram clips, on TikToks. You know know what's amazing? Like, a lot of... Before skate shoes was skate shoes, right? Let's say, like, mid-90s. Like, a lot of them used to wear, like, basketball shoes Mm because that's the only shoe that would support their ankle or legs or knees. It had the athletic caution for them to actually feel aggressive enough to make pull off maneuvers exactly like in the 80s it was all about vert yep. vert is like the big half pipe the air swimming action. you know what i mean so like they needed shoes and like there's no skate shoot there's no vans SD. wasn't around was yet. A, i mean vans was around but they weren't making the, the half cap wasn't around yet like they weren't tailoring the needs of we wouldn't like they didn't consider them athletes then we would consider some athletes consider them athletes now but back then it was just like well vans authentic like no support Speaking on that specifically, do you know how the half cab was invented? What? 
So it was the 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 high top skate high vans that they had. Um, Steve Caballero the old, the wearing. Old schools. Exactly. He, he used to chop them down, right? He would cut them in half because it was too high for him. He used to chop them down, like and do like the exterior. They used to cop like like put a fucking um uh, duct, tape. duct tape on it, so it's like comfy it so it could, and it doesn't break off. Wouldn't fray and it would pad yeah, yeah, around. Yeah. Eventually, they were like, you know what? We should probably make you a model. He like got this. sponsored. He's just like, yo, like this is my thing. Like, won't you make a fucking shoe out of it? Because you know, when it comes to artists and the label, they know whole, what's up. That's, that's a whole thing. You know what I mean? And he <laughs> picked suede for the first material. Why? Why do you think? It's a grip to the fucking to the. It's grip a tape. grip, but also like an aesthetic thing too. Well, yeah, because like we see suede. What's the first thing? Oh, fucking luxury. Exactly. That's nice. You know what I mean? Like that's luxe. You look at suede. It's like damn, because like suede takes a minute to take care of. You know what suede reminds me of? What's up? That's sirloin. <laughs> suede. If you were in suede, someone was like, "You getting that sirloin?" Exactly. You, you getting, getting that. that sirloin? But it's like it has a functional and form factor. In no way, like skaters are like kind of like architects or just like or mechanical engineers or engineers in, in mass. Like form and function has to meet each other. Because what's it? Chad Muska always talks about the kit. The kit. Gotta have the like you can have the function, but you don't have the kit. Motherfuckers don't won't talk about you. Muska was one of my favorite skaters, bro. You know that, dude. Um, he had the fit. He also had the Chadillac. Yeah, bro, the one glove, like I, Mike. Okay, so there's these videos, and then like skaters come out with these videos, but everyone has their part, mm-hmm. and everyone has a part. And I'm not even a big skate guy, but every time Supreme comes out with a, a part video, it's just I don't know. That shit is just modern art to me. Yeah. It's that they put out some of the best skate videos, I mean, and they, even if you don't like skateboarding, watch them, and it's they're so enjoyable to watch. It's it's really beautiful to watch these guys be aggressive and graceful at the same time, and then each time you have your part, you pick your song. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like in a way, it's like it's tailored to you. You, you got to be individual but part of a whole ensemble at the same time, and that's kind of like what skating is. Like you're an individual, but you have to fit in almost in the, in the community. You're getting, yeah, you're getting to be an individual, but you also get to compete with your, your friends, your, your peers. coworkers, your peers yeah. on who had the best part. And you know what's even crazier? Like, and if you don't have your individuality, they don't fuck with you. Exactly. You know, that's, that's why I love. You see a lot of people bite each other nowadays, but like, and that's a term from the, like, when I was growing up as a kid, it's like, oh, you don't bite motherfuckers. And that's from the skating community. Like, you don't bite moves. You don't bite kids. Yeah. Like, that's a no-no. And like even till this day, they don't fuck with that. It's like, hey, listen, like that dude did that like two weeks ago. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because you know if some well, it's whoever did it first, and then everyone else is following. Like prime example, yeah. the the nine hundred with Tony Hawk. You know, he was the one that made that pop. Obviously, more people. Which just moves it. on the street too. It's like, yeah. oh, you did that fakey with this line. Like, don't don't no. Well, like, the, yeah, I'm just using him as an example. It's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Most, the the most famous well known. You cross over. Yeah, um, yeah. But even with like the you know, for example, the. El Toro stairs in Irvine. That's like one of the most famous ones that people try to go down. Or like yeah. here on Sunset, the car wash that has the big pyramid yeah, on, on Sunset. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Milton Martinez. Mm-hmm. They have a Thrasher has a thing called My War, and it's these people going to specific spots and showing you the progression of the first time they tried it versus when they landed it and got the actual thing on clip. But so I know this might be a very esoteric question, but when I think skating culture i think youth culture and youth culture always translate to cool culture why i think because they're going against the grain which is like the status quo and they're doing themselves which allows that person to have that individuality and like expression of who they are so then 
it inspires you, it inspires me and everybody else to see like, fuck, Chad Muska's being Chad Muska or that person is being them, which inspires me to be the best. Well, was, who's who's big be. now? Like Nikel? Nikel Smith is really big right now. Um, fuck, I wish I knew more. Every year, Thrasher used to come out or With still the, does probably the, no, the skater uh, of the year. Fuck, what? Well, I know the CD or the, the chief editor in chief. I, I just lost his name. Tyshawn. Tyshawn skater of the I year mean, this I mean, year. I got the last, like, was it not Cherry Supreme, but the last Supreme Part Skate video, and Tyshawn Jones was the feature. And I, I think uh, Chad Muska even said, like, that's the guy mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? And I, did, I remember he was at the Embarcadero doing, like, crazy amount of steps wearing all white. Exactly. What, With the Adidas like, shoes, the new ones. Why hat, white shirt, and white overalls, white shoes. And he just says, like, yo, I'm so nice. I'm going to keep it clean. And it, I, I guess I don't know much. I'm, I'm fucking uh, a dunce in this community. But if you were all white and keep that shit clean, that means something. Oh, 100%. It means you ain't, you ain't falling. You ain't falling. You're clean as hell. Your lines are clean. Your takes are clean. You clean. You're just not dusty whatsoever. As they say, it's all bolts every time. You know what I mean? My, my, my guy right here is like, yo, Stunday Coachella, Frank Ocean, all white. We staying clean. All bolts every time. Actually, we, we got the whole gang here, and he was just like, it's like, we were in all white. We're like, yeah. He's like, no, nah, we're in all white for Frank. Shut your fucking so mouth. I already have the white Linen? one Levi's. Linen? Oh, Levi's. Okay. And the white them. chore jacket. Okay. I think I'm going to go suede shoes. Although we go to the end of the road, <laughs> yo, I still can't let it go. It's Frank Ocean out here. <laughs> oh, I don't know where we went with this, but I think Yo, we're, uh, we're going off the rails. I think we're finishing this you one. I mean? Hey, you have a skater friend, hug him, because that's a hard life. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, if you're, still, if you're still trying to cut their teeth, like, give them a hug. Dude, I, I would say skating prepares you. To finish off on this, I would say skating prepares you for many things in life because you fail, fail, fail until you finally get it. No one's there to cheer for you. You're the only one that feels like you won a parade. So it's that process of eating shit, eating shit, eating shit, and getting up that 10th, 11th time so you can land it on the 12th. And I would say that has carried over into my personal life or in my, into my business life where I'm like, I get told no or you know something doesn't go my way. And I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, like, let's send it again. Send it again. See what happens. That's, really, be- that's really beautiful, man. And like, if you fuck up in the skate world, you break a bone or, you know, you get injured. In the real world, it's just more emotional. But, like, yeah. if you can start that at a young age, just keep sending it. Yeah. I mean, on that note, in this show on Netflix, not to plug it in, but Seinfeld on Comedies and Cars and Coffee, I think he has the <coughs> one with Chris Rock. He says, every time I see a skater, I know they're going to be okay. They're going to make it in this life. I agree. He's just like it's just like a comedian's like you try that joke, you try that joke. And you know what? When it when it lands, it's like Nirvana. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll end the show on that note. Like, you know what? Keep going, keep going for it. Youth only dies when you let it. Exactly. Well, I I always butcher this saying, but I fucking love it. You didn't get old because you stopped skating. You stopped skating because you got old. Or I've said it backwards, but you get what I'm trying to say. I mean, on that note. Chevron Break, episode 7. Thank you for following us. Peace. We'll see you at Chateau.